It's FYF Sports, it's Lamont, and we are back with another podcast episode. And you are here with FYF Sports Debate Podcast. And this is your daily commute show. Look, those long drives or even short drives to work when you're off of work, when you're on your break, whenever you just kind of need to get away. This is your daily sports show that you want to tune into, where we just bringing you our opinions on some of the hottest topics players and attractions in sports and that's what we do here we try to be as unbiased and give every topic that we talk about a a fair a fair critique criticism when deserved and and, and a great analytical breakdown when possible Um, and that's what we look to bring you with fyf sports the base podcast if you are new this is episode number eight um today we're going to be talking about a player, a player whose name has really galvanized sports media over the last couple of weeks, as he's also deemed a new term for the platform that he's created. And that's none other than Draymond Green of the Golden State Warriors. This is the Warriors coming off of a championship, a championship run that a lot of people didn't see coming if you were outside of Golden State or if you are not a Golden State Warrior fan. Me, myself, when this season started, I had a Lakers-Brooklyn finals matchup, just kind of based on the star power that both of those rosters both had. As the season waned and the season kind of played out, right? we saw both of those teams go through a lot of turbulence, and those teams kind of fell to the wayside, and new contenders kind of rose to the top of the NBA. We're talking about the Bucks, obviously still there. The Suns were contenders. The Utah Jazz were pretty formidable. The Warriors started the season off with a bang. The Miami Heat were always solid. The Toronto Raptors surprised me. One of the biggest surprises also the Boston Celtics, especially with that second half run. This season, this NBA season answered so many questions about the future. But you know, the future of the NBA is something that we could discuss later. I think today I want to stick to the topic of Draymond Green coming off their fourth championship, one that many people didn't think was possible that they could win. When you look at this Golden State Warrior roster, um, it doesn't mirror some of the teams of past. When you look at the 2015 team with the vets and the veteran with the vet veteran presence, with the depth in the bench star power Steph Curry in ultimate form in the other championship runs when they had Kevin Durant obviously star-studded lineups that ultimately look like the super team of all super teams but then you have the 2022 team this Golden State Warrior team was filled with youth athleticism lacked a lot of experience question marks in Andrew Andrew Wiggins Jordan Poole a young player when he's hot he's hot but when he's off, he's off. Draymond Green, Steph Curry, they were the same. Klay Thompson coming off two major injuries. No one was for sure what he could do. They went into this playoff not having played any games together because of injuries to Steph Curry and Klay, but they answered so many questions in this run. And it was, for me, one of the most beautiful runs that I've witnessed in NBA history. So before we even get started with this topic, we definitely have to give a salute to the Golden State Warriors um, making a great run through the playoffs. Um, a lot of people are going to make excuses and say that this run was softened due to injuries. Unfortunately, I don't think that's the Golden State Warriors problem. 
their job was to win win games irregardless of who was in front of them and that's exactly what they did so kudos to the warriors for a great run the 2022 nba champions and now we have draymond green who coming off this championship has been talking the talk walking the walk and he's really going at mainstream media as he's now come out with his own podcast the draymond green podcast to take to the airwaves to disseminate his thoughts on not just basketball but also to call out people in the media who he feels have been simply pushing narratives and not the truth about the game of basketball so draymond green has called out a handful of what he labels as old media analyst on his new podcast and, and, and i will you know in the comments of this video i really want you guys i really want you guys to kind of dive into this topic and let me know your thoughts on just this draymond green podcast as you may have watched it on your own but golden state warriors star draymond green is continuing to wage war on old media and name dropped a handful of nba analysts on sunday in his latest episode on his podcast now green has made himself the face of what he calls new media since starting the draymond green show it's a great podcast you guys need to check it out it's on the volume youtube channel um he, he's dropping episodes all the time he dropped episodes throughout the nba finals it was again he, he brings a fresh approach to these youtube streets when you see so many toxic youtubers pushing toxic narratives similar to how he's called out skip bayless similar to how he calls out kendrick perkins he's he is a fresh voice really bringing back the breakdown of basketball so i definitely appreciate what he's doing in that respect but the four-time nba champ called out skip bayless kendrick perkins nick wright bill simmons Brian Windhorse and even Cedric Maxwell for their lack of integrity when it comes to what they say on television. So Green says that they should analyze the game of basketball instead of focusing on taking sides that will only start drama. Um, he uses Bayless spending the better part of the past decade trolling LeBron James as an example of how old media wants to tear athletes down. Um, and now the Warriors big man says he wouldn't go on TV to discuss basketball with Skip Bayless because he knows that it would not be a serious conversation. And, you know, he also says that Bayless can't appear on the Draymond Green show because he's not a high caliber guest as those he has previously featured on his podcast and if you watched again he's had some great guests on obviously big time names he's in the nba so he's gonna bring on the best the biggest and the brightest players just another reason to watch but green continued by going at former nba player kendrick perkins for mimicking the style of skip bayless instead of becoming a real as he labeled it a real analyst like jj reddick and again jj reddick who also has started his own sports podcast does great breakdowns great interviews with nba players and on some of the hottest nba topics but perkins recently said on reddick's podcast that he once prayed for lebron james to tear his acl 
and also admitted that many of his hot takes are provided to him by ESPN producers. Now, Green tells Perkins that as a former player, he should take the time to analyze the game like J.J. Redick or even C.J. McCullough did instead of delivering clickbait takes. And he also spoke about Nick Wright, uh, a friend of the volume, sports creator Colin Cowher for trashing the Warriors on countless occasions while lifting up LeBron as much as he can. So Green's overall point is that old media must stop taking sides and instead analyze the game as objective as possible. And, and look, you guys, here in this YouTube space, this is something that we see time and time and time again, just in our small circle. I mean, if you look at some of the content creators who we have labeled, and I think Draymond Green has labeled the media, old media, but what we label them here on FYF Sports, we label them as shock jocks. When we look to content creators like Carcino for Life, Ticket TV, Rated R Sports Debates, when you look to content creators like this, who are so toxic, so toxic towards one or two players or just any player in general that they don't like. When you talk about content creators who stray so far away from the game of basketball that they are no longer talking about the sport itself, but they're going at these people personally as if they know them or as if they have met them in real life. We see the same thing in this small sector that we deal in today. So when Draymond Green says old media, you guys, I want you guys to I want you guys to really understand that it's not just mainstream media that he's calling out. Right? There are plenty of content creators in this sphere that we see simply go at players like LeBron, players like Steph Curry, even Draymond Green himself. I, I, we, look, we all know that Ticket TV is on a mission to make an 100, 100 video miniseries telling people why Draymond Green is not a Hall of Famer. It has nothing to do with basketball. It's not true breakdowns of the game. There's no film, analytical breakdowns, right? There, there isn't anything, there isn't anything tangible that you could take away from those videos other than hate and jokes. But this is one of the so-called media outlets on YouTube um, that we are supposed to look to as reliable media. Uh, this is why I love what Draymond Green has done. He's calling out, he's calling out the concept of what old media is. And as much as some of these toxic content creators, as much as they also want to target the Stephen A. Smiths, as much as they also want to target the Skip Baylesses, the Jason Whitlocks, they themselves are exactly what Draymond Green is speaking about when he says old media, because they use players like LeBron, like Steph Curry, like Draymond Green himself. They use these players to push a toxic narrative just for clicks, views, donations, money, whatever you have it. They do it for attention. And so they themselves are also this old media that Draymond Green is alluding to. Um, you guys, make sure right now, man, if you haven't done so already, 
subscribe to the podcast subscribe to the podcast on youtube make sure you check us out because when we go live we will be touching on these topics in-depth conversations and debates back and forth um about all of these topics about all of these people who are are so-called this old media are they still pushing these narratives have you seen any shifts um or paradigm shifts in this youtube spectrum that we watch daily look we're watching youtube we're watching these uh many platforms um on youtube and, and you know whether it's twitter facebook we're watching them daily we're watching them more so than we watch cable this is going to be the new media outlet that people look to people are going to youtube for news before they actually turn on the tv to watch their local news so even though a lot of these channels or content creators or even me mainstream media heads even though they're they have what you what we would call smaller platforms 100k subscribers 50k subscribers 70k subscribers 200k subscribers which is essentially small platforms it is a major voice because these platforms are where everyone is turning to to get to get and digest any form of media especially sports media but you know i wanted to you know after looking at all of these after looking at all the conversations i saw skip bayless's retort to draymond green um i saw colin cowhorn's retort even you know Bill Simmons, all of these people came back with a retort back to Draymond Green, even Stephen A. Smith. But the two people that I really wanted to focus in are two people that I have really, really had a lot of admiration and appreciation for in this conversation. And that's Draymond Green himself on and off the court. And then we got to talk about Stephen A. Smith. And a lot of people are extremely shocked when I say Stephen A. Smith. Right. That that name is like um, a cancer to some. A lot of people are so quick to label him as a coon. I don't really like that word um, being thrown around on YouTube. I think that's a very strong word to use when you're just simply talking sports. I know when Draymond Green used that term to talk about Kendrick Perkins, I didn't necessarily agree with that. I think that's a very profound word to use when you're just simply referring to basketball talk. Um, I don't recall him using that type of language with Stephen A. Smith, but just again, in this YouTube spectrum, we hear a lot of content creators alluding to Stephen A. Smith as a, a possible coon. And I actually had to do a double take i had to really sit back and kind of reanalyze my approach to even doing this particular podcast because when i thought about it when i thought about it i i really told myself i said when you really look at it when you break it down draymond green in his own profession of nba basketball draymond green is essentially the Stephen A. Smith of basketball. I'll say that one more time for you guys. Draymond Green is essentially the Stephen A. Smith of NBA basketball. Now, one might ask, how do you come to that 
wild conclusion. Look, a lot of you guys say, look, I troll. I have ridiculous titles. You guys know that there's always some hidden intellect behind everything that I say on this show. And so when we look at Stephen A. Smith, let's just break down Stephen A. Smith. Okay. College basketball player, college basketball career did not go as planned. He went into sports media, right? He went into sports media, uh, started in Philadelphia um, as a columnist. I mean, sports writer, he's really grinding out the mud just to hopefully get a shot at the big leagues in that particular field. Right. Ultimately lands TV gigs. Obviously, we saw him with first take with Skip Bayless. He ends up taking over the show himself. Max Kellerman, you guys all know we've all seen the rise of Stephen A. Smith. We've all seen it. The one thing about Stephen A. Smith and the one thing that's clear to anybody that thoroughly understands and watches the game. The one thing that you will see is that. He's never truly broke down the game to a science. That's something you guys see us do here at FYF Sports. We break down the game to a science from slowing plays down, breaking down sets offensively and defensively, explaining why certain players did this, explaining how other players were culpable for the end results of wins or losses, really analyzing and breaking down the game. Stephen A. Smith doesn't necessarily do that because I think he struggles with grasping the game in that particular sense as as a as a media analyst of the game of basketball so what I think he does to make up for some of the things that he can't necessarily disseminate with regards to play-by-play breakdown I think he supplements it with an entertainment value right we see the loud voice the boisterous comments the hot takes we, we see him do that. I think it's part of Stephen A. Smith just doing what he does to be Stephen A. Smith. I, if I turned on first take and I turned on first take and I saw Stephen A. Smith doing a NBA film study breakdown of, you know, similar to what we see Tim Legler do, I, I might just turn it off. I might not watch. The, the, the unfortunate reality of Stephen A. Smith is that people watch him because of the entertainment factor that he brings to the field. ESPN put him at the top of ESPN, the highest paid employee at ESPN because of what? Because of the entertainment that he can bring. Now, you may not like the delivery. You may not like some of the edgy things that he says. You may not like some of the hot takes that he has. But I think he does for the most part, and he's crossed the line a few times, but I think for the for the most part, he does a really good job of not crossing that line into personal. A lot of people say he's went that way with Kyrie Irving. I beg to differ. But again, you're you you are free to have your own opinion. Either way, he he's become who he is at the top of sports media because he, he doesn't have the skill set probably in his bag to do those analytical film study type breakdowns like we see Tim Legler do, but he can bring a level of entertainment to make himself comparable in this media sports game. And, and I think I think that's 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 his angle. Right. So when we transition into the game of basketball, we look at Draymond Green. 
Draymond Green is a player who wasn't gifted with a lot of athleticism. He, he wasn't gifted with extremely, you know, a lot of height. You know, he, he wasn't, he doesn't have this guy. He doesn't look like he has this God given. It looked like everything that Draymond Green does is hard work and work for on the basketball court. Right. He's grinded a lot of when you look at his when you look at his grind through Michigan State coming through Michigan, coming to Michigan State, not as a highly touted recruit. There was re essentially really no guarantee that he would be playing or in the rotation, but he grinded his way. Is this game the prettiest to watch? No. Was this game ever the prettiest to watch? No. There is a beauty in what he does, especially defensively. But 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 only the only the best and brightest basketball minds only care to break down the game or appreciate what he does defensively. He has an ugly game that's only going to be appreciated by few. He had to grind to get where he wants. Even when he got to the NBA as a second round pick. Right? There was no guarantees for him as a second round pick. He had to grind to stay in the league. And then when he got his first opportunity, his first big break, when he got that first big break, he made the most of it. And David Lee wasn't coming back. He wasn't going to allow David Lee to get that starting spot. And he didn't just do it. He, he showed Mark Jackson through his performance on the court. But did he do it by transitioning his game into being Allen Iverson? Did he do it by transforming his game into a Kobe Bryant style game to wow people with his offensive prowess? No, he didn't. What he did was he became a type of player that's going to get in your face, loud, boisterous, potentially get texts. He's going to rough you up. He's going to be physical. He's going to toe the line with the refs. Right? He's going to get into your head mentally. Right? These are all the things where we just heard at this playoff. All the Draymond Green critics just this playoff, what were they saying? They were saying, Draymond Green just needs to stop with all the antics. Draymond Green just needs to play basketball. Unfortunately, Draymond Green never just played basketball. Draymond Green has always told the line. He's always been loud. He's always been boisterous. He's always done things that a lot of people would consider not basketball. He gets under people's skin. And so when you compare that with Stephen A. Smith, similarly, Stephen A. Smith is not going to wow you with the tactical breakdowns, the, 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 the X's and O's of the game. But he is, but he is going to be edgy. He's going to get under your skin with the takes. Right? He, he's going to try to be funny. He's going to be loud and boisterous. And he's going to do those things to supplement what he wasn't naturally gifted with, which was the gift of gab, similar to what Tim Legler does. What Tim Legler does when he breaks down these games, when he slows, that's a gift. Right? They're, they're even for Draymond Green's even stated himself, former NBA players like Kendrick Perkins, they struggle with properly breaking down the game themselves. So just because you're an NBA player, it doesn't guarantee that you will have that gift. So I think with Stephen A. Smith, he's making the most of the talent that he has. And he's paved a lane in the league by being a certain way. Boisterous, getting under people's skin, right? Hot takes similar to Draymond Green, who when you look at outside of his crazy, crazy, you know, um, you know, uh, arm length. He really didn't come into the NBA with 
a high level of intangibles where you said this guy could potentially be the greatest defender of all time as we as we have alluded to on this channel coming into the nba he was a second round pick people didn't expect much of him so he did a lot of things that people would potentially consider not basketball not part of the game if you hear the corny people right all the people who all the people who act as if this game is supposed to be played with these players silent not talking trash to each other all the people say he should be this proper guy and not not talk oh he's not an all-star this he shouldn't be talking this much because he's not an all-star i hate that he became draymond green by being this type of character on the court and i don't believe it's a character i believe it's truly him and similar to stephen a smith I don't necessarily believe it's a character that he plays. I truly believe this is Stephen A. Smith. Too many people have confirmed that off camera. This is how he is. So as much as I appreciate Draymond Green, especially on the court, as you guys already know, I've labeled him the greatest defender of all time, primarily based on the versatility of his game. Um, it's hard for me to watch him go at. Now, I, I can understand the Skip Bayless's. Um, but it's hard for me to watch him go at Stephen A. Smith when essentially they are one and the same. Draymond Green is the Stephen A. Smith of the NBA. The grind to get to where they were was was unbeknownst to many. This is not something these guys did not get come out of high school or college like five star prospects with this potential hope of being at the top of their professions when Stephen A. Smith was that news that that newspaper writer in Philadelphia no one was saying behind the scenes that guy right there he's the next he's next up I forecast him no a lot of the, the a lot of successes that they've had they have simply grinded out of the mud and they grinded it out of the mud. And when you, whenever you grind anything out of the mud, you are bound to ruffle feathers on the way. And Draymond Green's ruffled a number of feathers from NBA players to past NBA players to people in the media. And Stephen A. Smith, he ruffles the feathers of players. Other people in the media, YouTubers, we see it. Even fans ruffles feathers. Look at how he treats the Dallas Cowboy fans. Ruffles feathers, but they have a love-hate relationship there. So, you know, I like the connotation of the new media and the old media, but I think as we label people old media, which there are some people that definitely need to be labeled old media because their their takes are based purely in hate. I cannot necessarily agree with the sentiment that that's where Stephen A. Smith's takes are rooted in or coming from. Um, and, and with Kendrick Perkins, if he's willing to admit that some of his takes are driven by ESPN, well, you know, unfortunately, I mean, well, then at least he's telling us where they stem from. At least he's being honest about that. And if they're just using him as a mouthpiece, if he's willing to take a paycheck for it, um, not something that many would do, but he's willing to do that. He's willing to take that paycheck. He's willing to feed his family to do that. And I can't knock a man who's do, making an honest living. Um, it's just simply talking a game of basketball. Uh, do I agree with his takes? No. Um, I'm just not willing to go as far as labeling him a coon because of 
basketball takes, unfortunately. But, um, you know, salute to Draymond Green. Uh, salute to Stephen A. Smith. Um, even salute to Kendrick Perkins. Um, Draymond Green is having enormous success with his podcast. I really appreciate the, the direction that he's going with it. Um, I cannot wait to see that that podcast grow more. And I, I love it when he continues to call out what he's labeled as old media. You know, again, in our small circle, if you've if you've been subscribed to our YouTube channel for a while, we know who that old media is in our sphere. Like I said before, the Ticket TVs, the Carcino for Life's willing to lie, say or do anything about these players just to push toxic, negative, false narratives. We've seen it. They And they try to hide behind the guys that they have some type of unknown insider that's feeding them information to to try to to try to trick people into believing these narratives. It's just a fact. So we know what's real and we know what's fake. But at the end of the day, I'm glad that an NBA player, an NBA player like Draymond Green, NBA player like CJ McCollum, JJ Redick, Pat Beverly, these guys are taken to the airwaves. And see, these media figures or these so-called YouTubers, they no longer can hide um, behind the guise of potential insiders. Because now you have NBA players sitting across from them, calling them out, calling them, calling them on their BS. You know, J.J. Reddick called completely called out clutch points in Bleacher Report, calling them aggregate media, completely bogus takes. You know, when they when they take a subject and when they flip it four or five times just to push a headline based out of drama and absolutely no truths. Right. Well, I was just having a conversation with someone on another platform and I said, hold on, hold on on this Kyrie drama. I don't believe that everything we are hearing is truth. I would have to assume that the things that we're hearing about Kyrie Irving right now, maybe only 5% of it is actually true. 95% of it is for headlines and to keep people talking about the sport. And that's something that the NBA has been great at. Keeping us fans talking about the game, even when the season ends. And as we go into the combine, as we go into summer league, I'm sure new, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure new topics are going to arise around these players, right? Whether it's Zion, whether it's Ben Simmons, whether it's Zach Levine news, whether it's the Lakers trying to build out that roster, try, potentially adding another star, they're going to find ways to put racy headlines on all of your most popular media or at least aggregate media sites like clutch points bleacher report fadeaway world just to keep people talking about the game and i think you don't really have to hate media outlets like that you don't even have to hate what people label as the old media but what you do want to do is you want to understand what they are and why they're doing it so when you hear some of the things that you hear it doesn't necessarily bother you as much and that's why when i see some of the topics that people put out on youtube about lebron that's this is why it doesn't bother me as much anymore this is why i don't really rush to go do a video on some of these topics because i'm not surprised and i think fewer and fewer people are going to take that same direction because we just know a lot of these content creators are just gonna are just simply haters and they just don't want to admit they don't really 
understand the game. They don't understand the game well enough to do a comprehensive breakdown and to truly give criticism to players when it's deserved, but also give player praise to players like Draymond Green, whether you like them or not, when it's deserved. Hey, but it's FYL Sportsman. It's been another great podcast episode. I truly hope you guys enjoyed this show. This is FYF Sports Debates. We are on Spotify, Amazon Music. We are on YouTube. I mean, just Google us. We're everywhere. But again, we are definitely trying to grow this platform, our daily commute show. I know this episode did go a little longer than most. We really try to keep the episodes between 20 to 25 minutes. But I really think this was a topic that needed to be discussed, at least for me to give my take. And look, I don't expect to agree with every single thing that Draymond Green says, even though I'm a huge fan. And I definitely don't agree with everything that Stephen A. Smith or the media says. There are some things I do agree with. And I think we just all need to learn to start taking these things with a grain of salt um, and just appreciate, especially these players while they're here. Because this, look, y'all, the Warriors just won the championship in 2022. We, we will not see Steph Curry again when he's gone. A guy as intense as Draymond on the defensive side of the floor I don't know if we'll see another Draymond for a long time. When Klay Thompson retires, I don't know if we're going to ever see another player who in less than 10 dribbles can drop an enormous amount of points, 50 and 60 points. I don't know if we'll see this. I don't know why we want to spend time finding hateful narratives to push. Because when these players are gone, and Kobe is the greatest example, all those people who spent time hating, are now scrambling around, scrambling around trying to make up for years of hate when all you have to do right now is just show appreciation and give fair, unbiased criticism. Just do that with these players and it actually take you in a much more positive direction. That's what I believe with your platforms. But again, as I said before, this is FYF Sports. This is our daily commute show. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We will be back with more sports and news. Make sure you guys tune in. I think the next episode will be presented by none other than Abel Mahari of Mahari Nation Sports Podcast. Um, I know he's gotten back from the Special Olympics. Um, he's, he's a participant, had a crazy weekend. So again, if you guys, his link to his YouTube channel is going to be in the description of the video. Make sure you guys go over to his channel, um, comment on one of his videos and just show some appreciation because again, He's one of the few people that I know with an ESPY, right? He has Olympic medals and, and you know what? And he's so humble that these are things that he just doesn't talk about. Um, so make sure you guys, um, you know, give him his salutations when you head over to his channel on YouTube. Make sure you give him his just do in the comments um, and let him know, look, he, he's in the Olympics. He's gearing up for it again. And he's looking forward to representing this country. But it's FYF Sports, another great podcast episode. We will be back with more sports and news. But until then, it's FYF Sports. And we are out. <laughs>